Hella Black episode 125. Before we get started, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash hella black pod. Extended content, yeah. lots of good content. So sure. stop what you're doing right now. Pull over and go go subscribe. You feel me? Or if you're down on hard times, like the rest of the folks suffering from white supremacist capitalism, maybe mm. go on and, and share your share this podcast in our Word Patreon with someone who might have the extra cheese, you know, yeah. to give a little five dollars to the movement. Mm. But you know, we got a again a very special podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's a third time on. Nah, it's more than three. Fourth. No, nah, this is third. This is third. You sure? Because you Rochester. Yeah. We did one in Rochester. No, it's we the did. fourth. No, no, it's the third. We did. We did. We did. Um, we did. Um, a free your mind. Your ass will follow. Then the 50th anniversary. He was on but for that one too, right? No? We did. Didn't we do like a hundredth episode? Was yeah, hundredth episode. That's yeah, what I'm so saying. It's, it's it's the fourth. I think it's the fourth. Oh, it's the fourth. I think it's the fourth. Yeah, it's the fourth. fourth. All right. All right. Well, listen, y'all, y'all, y'all doing the dang thing, so. You know, I'm just hanging on, you know what I mean? I'm just hanging on. Fourth time on the pod. Yeah. The legendary, wow. the head of Camp Munta King. <laughs> your little Munta King. Head instructor. Come on. Take it, take it. People accepting that, uh, what you call it, Camp Munta King. They, That's they how it's running. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I, I accept that. That's <laughs> where so you're producing revolutionaries over there. Um, Working on that. Yeah, working on that. You guide, you guide us. You, you guide us. Yeah, you guide us. Yeah, you you try to build us into revolutionaries. The youth. Yeah, the youth. They, the they, youth. They, they they do. I heard they now the plan on coming out there. You know, like, and you also been, I've been uh, I've been uh, I'm getting some more information about people want to put put together a decolonization program, and I'm telling them basically they said, oh, well, if you want to, then there you have to replicate what is going on out there in the bank. You know. You got to hook up with um with with my cousins and with, with brother Delancey, you know our fam, and uh, uh so that we can be all on the same page as much as possible. You know what's going on across the country. We got to create this network, decolonization programs, uh as part of the process of building towards the, the establishment of Florida Nine, Front for Liberation of the African Nation. Uh, matter of fact, I had a conversation with a young woman uh, the other day. I'm not going to the name right now, uh, but uh, she and I, she and I had a very good conversation. She's part of BLM. Uh, um, the and he she informed me about the called BLM 10, you know, who is in opposition to those who are in so called leadership uh, because they feel that they're not for providing the, the kind of um resources that we know that they have control of, uh, and they're not providing those resources to, to the programs that for that, that's underground, underground programs, you know, and that's a problem, mm-hmm. uh, um, and so. Uh, she and I we had a nice conversation about that. We just figure out some kind of ways how we can uh, influence that process, you know, to ensure that our resources that are available uh, reach the ground floor, reach the ground level, you know, where people are hungry, people are homeless, where people are, 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 are suffering uh, from bad education programs, uh, where people are dealing with health issues, you know. Uh, those are the issues that we need to be addressing in a way to empower our community and move towards uh, the idea of decolonizing ourselves, you know, decolonization, you know. So uh, for me, I, I think it is important that we have some central uh, uh, points of, of unity, uh, and not only central points of unity, but individuals who we know are doing doing this work who can be uh, instructive, uh, can be uh, uh, um, who can, can, 
capable of providing some instruction or some guidance to others who wants to get into the work. You know? can guide the revolutionary forces. Guide the revolutionary forces. Exactly right. Another thing, I was talking to a young brother, uh, comrade of mine, who had been uh, originally from Cleveland, moved down to Texas. And uh, the other day, he called me up. He was on the road. He said, I said, man, where are you going? He said, I'm going to the land. I'm going to the land. Man. I'm going to help set, set up the base. Right? I was elated to hear that. It's very important that we have our comrades prepared to go to the base. Prepared to go to the base and set it up. Right? Because it's going to be some point in time we're going to have to make that move uh, back to the land. Right? And so as many of us who are prepared to go to the land and start setting up these bases uh, of, of support base uh, and educating our people down there and preparing them uh, for uh, the issues of independence and liberation, liberation and independence, right? Extremely important. And so I was elated to hear this, this brother say, man, I'm going to the land. I'm going to help down and go down and help set the base, you know, prepare for us uh, this great exodus uh, that is coming, uh, that's going to be needed, you know? Uh, and also you know, help organize that where we are majority. The majority of black people, New African people are in the five, five, five states in the territory. And because we're the majority down, we are the majority down there, then it's essential uh, that we be organized in, in pre preparation uh, for what's coming. And when I say what's coming, I'm talking about the, 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 re, the reasserting uh, to a large degree uh, of uh, white supremacy. Right, uh, the the outward manifestation, uh, an un, uninhibited manifestation of white supremacy, you know, uh, that is coming. That is evolving. You know, we have we have several several incidents here in 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 the area where I'm at, you know, that was indicative of the boldness in which they tried to reassert uh, this idea, this aberrant idea of white supremacy, psychological aberrant idea of white supremacy, you know. And so for us, black people in this country, uh, and knowing their history, knowing what they are capable of doing, knowing what they have done in the past, right, we've got to be very cautious, very cautious of what they can do in the future, you know. Uh, they have annihilated, you know, things that have been covered up, have annihilated cities of, of black people, you know, towns of black people, you know, covered it up. They buried them, you know. Uh, and this is history that they don't want us to know. That's the reason why they're opposed to uh, what they call CRT, right? Uh, because they know CRT, right, critical race theory, what they call it, right, is going to inform their children of the horrors that they have committed on people of color in this country and around the world. Raising their consciousness. Raising their consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't want that to happen, okay? And that's the reason why they are, are adamant against uh, the teaching, the true history of this country, you know? Uh, so we have to be prepared in, in terms of our struggle to continue to push that, uh, continue to push the idea that we need to have that history uh, um, in our schools, taught in our schools. That's one of the things that I'm uh, really uh, um, fighting for here at, up in, uh, here in Rochester, in Douglasville, right? Is the idea that we need to change the, the paradigm of education in this country. You know, because the education has been essentially based upon a Eurocentric viewpoint, right? And we've been taught that in generations. For generations, we've been taught a Eurocentric viewpoint to the point that for many of us it has become normalized, right? It's Eurocentric. And our thinking, our, our, 
our concept in terms of how we look at ourselves and look at the world at, at, in, in general uh, is a viewpoint that's based upon this Eurocentric uh, um, uh, pr perspective uh, or teaching or learning that we have been uh, indoctrinated by. You know, as Carter G. Wilson talked about in his book, seminal book, um, uh, uh, Miseducation of the Negro, it continues today. You know, we continue to be miseducated. And I'll give you one example. Uh, and this didn't happen here not long ago. I, mean, I think a, a few days ago, last week, where a teacher brought in some cotton, cotton balls, right, into the school, in the classroom, and asked the students to pick the cotton, right? And also brought some uh, uh, shackles to shackle the kids. They said, this is a lesson in slavery, all right? Lesson in slavery. And he exempted the white kids from having to pick, pick this cotton, right, to pick the seeds out of this cotton. Right. When the families heard about it, they was incensed. They was angry, right? But not to the extent where they was demanding that CRT be implemented in the schools. All right. And so what that informs me to what degree that they have been indoctrinated into this idea of uh, a Eurocentric, Eurocentric uh, um, vision uh, uh, um, for their own children, for their own selves. You know, we've been traumatized to the extent that our trauma has become normalized. You know. And so for me, uh, it is important that we develop what we talked about earlier in decolonization programs as a means and a method for us to decolonize our minds. As I said, free our minds, our eyes will follow. We got to free us. Go listen to that episode too, you know? <laughs> yeah, fact. Go listen to that episode. That's a fact, my brother. That's a fact. And so uh, uh, so what I've been trying to do, uh, again, uh, is um, reintroduce uh, to our movement, generally speaking, uh, um, the work of my, my work in terms of uh, we are all liberators, right? The book itself, as we mentioned earlier, or as I talked to you before uh, about the Lansing, uh, that we now in the third edition of the book. Right, this is the third edition, right, of the book we are all liberators, and it's now available. Uh, and I think that this book, as much as it has, it resonates written over 21 years ago, but it still resonates today. It provides the means and mechanisms for which we can organize ourselves on a national level uh, towards decolonization. You know, the three-phase theory is, is essential uh, for us to adopt that. Again, I was talking about earlier that I just mentioned, I was talking to a young sister about our song, about our movement. And one of the things that she, particularly in regards to uh, uh, um, the BLM and those who are in leadership or those who have control of purse strings, Right? I said, listen, that's their pedal bourgeoisie. Right? That's the bourgeois struggle right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a cultural nationalist. Right? Uh, they are, they speak in the terms of a revolutionary cultural nationalism. Right? They speak in the terms of freedom for black people, but they're tied to the system of capitalism. Right? And because of their beholden investment in the cap in capitalist system, they're not prepared to actually fight for what really needs to be done in terms of our, our social movement, our social, political, economic movement, right? They're not prepared. And so we have to engage in class struggle. That's what I told her. So we have to engage in class struggle. They have to be challenged, right, in terms of their uh, areas of responsibility and obligations and to be accountable uh, to the people and to the movement, right? So, and I explained to her, I said, the hardest part of our struggle, the hardest part of our struggle would be class struggle, right? Be challenging the national bourgeoisie and the petty bourgeoisie, the black petty bourgeoisie, challenging them in terms of their continue to be adherent 
to the ideals of uh, of the system of white supremacy, right? And thinking that, that they get along, they'll, they'll, they'll be along, they'll be, get along, they'll, they'll do better, right? And that's a false premise, right? Uh, and it's a false premise because they allow for certain types of uh, 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 reform, right? Uh, certain types of reform, because it does not take away from their capacity to exploit others, right? And to reap profits from that exploitation, right? And so for us, it is, again, it is important for us to recognize that we need to have a revolutionary theory in order to create a revolutionary movement, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, you know, partial, right? Because I think the three-phase theory is that theory, right? I think it is. All right, class struggle for national unity, national unity for self-government, self-government for a national independence. That right? was our last podcast, phase yeah. three. Phase three? We went over, that was our last podcast. We went over uh, national unity for self-government. In fact, in fact, and that's the reason why I was grateful to hear a young brother say, "Man, I'm moving down to the land, help build this base, right?" Because that's the part that has to be done, right? Uh, in preparation for our returning back to the land, you know, and controlling the resources of the land, uh, empowering our people towards the ideals of nationhood, right? Uh, our own nationality towards nationhood, the African nationality towards nationhood, right? So that's the goal, uh, um, and hopefully, uh, people will begin to pick up this book. And began to have uh, um, uh, study groups, uh, book clubs, study groups, study collectively, right together, and uh, and so doing to start developing cadres, so that you can start producing the kind of programs that our people so desperately need in our communities. Right? Definitely, because it ain't a book you just read by yourself. You know what I'm saying? You got to read it with your people and study it and build from it. You know, the book, yeah. book is about that action. <laughs> it's, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's definitely about that action, you know. Uh, again, uh, brother, uh, sister asked me about, you know, well, where is where is revolutionary? Uh, uh, what is revolutionary leadership? Where does it come from? I said, go read the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in there. It talks about it. There's no more. You ask me these questions. The only thing that I ask you that I can give you is what's already in the book. But those are my answers. All right. And so it's important for us to uh, study this material. And not only this book, but there's, there's many other books that we need to study. You know, uh, we need to study a P. Newton's uh, uh, understanding of intercommunalism, right? It's a very important part of developing what is going to be our new economic systems uh, that we can try to evolve and build towards. You know, uh, and and there's other materials that that needs to be read and need to be studied, um, especially 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 Franz Fanon, all of his works, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wretched of Earth, Dying Colonialism. And a white skin, a black skin, black face, black mask, white skin. So black skin, white mask. Mm-hmm. A black skin, white mask. Right. You have to read those materials, right? Because it lends to the idea of our colonization and how do we move in the process of being colonized in our minds and, and, and our thinking. There's another book by one by a guy by the name of uh, Amos Wilson, uh, the falsification of. Uh, I think the falsification of, of white supremacy, black nationalism, ah, uh, uh, pause one minute. Let me get that book. <laughs> this book right here. The Falsification of African Consciousness by Amos N. Wilson. 
Very good book. Right? His writing is kind of, uh, but what he's saying is definitely on point. Right? Uh, it's a book that led to the idea that we have, to what degree we have been uh, 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 colonized. Right? I have colonized mentality. And what is the effort? What is the, what is the need uh, 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 for us to, to, to reassert our own values? Right, our own human values, right, in a system of what do you call uh, uh, the false, what, it, what has been called a Eurocentric history, a psychiatry in the politics of white supremacy. Right, that's what we engage in every day. Black people, brown people, uh, indigenous people. Every day we have to navigate a system of white supremacy. You know, and you recognize, we must recognize to what degree that has impacted us in the last 400 and for Native Americans and indigenous people 500 years, mm -hmm. right? And if you don't come to that understanding, don't recognize the fact that we have been traumatized by the system. And, and, and let me make this other point too, explicitly clear. Uh, in my conversation, in my, my talk that I had with this, with this Brockport thing, <laughs> that they tried to prevent me from uh, speaking, right? Um, was the po police union that I was trying to prevent? Yeah, 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 those, those folks. Uh, they yeah they wanted they wanted to prevent me from speaking so we had to uh, rearrange and maneuver so we have it done and we got it done matter of fact they ended up promoting the the, the whole incident you know uh, by trying to yeah they did you know and they had left it alone within about fifty people in the room that's it right and because they screamed and hollered and, and kicked and and spit and you know raised the fuss we had four hundred people on the Zoom. Right, and still have 50 people in, in, the, in, the, in the classroom, all right? It don't make any sense, you know? So anyway, one of the things I, I told them, and I had a, a couple of people there, matter of fact, I had even a couple of uh, Navy men there, right, dressing in, 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 in their dress whites. I was sitting there uh, uh, listening to what I said. They said, we want to hear and see what you had to say. And I said, at, at, the, at the conclusion of, of the talk, they came in and offered me a couple of books to read, you know, based upon the issues of, uh, of uh, um, of war and, and capitalist systems of, of war, you know. Although they was in the service, I don't think they were very much uh, into the idea of imperialism, you know. Uh, nevertheless, uh, one of the things that I did mention to those individuals who was there, many more were white people, I said, you guys are also traumatized yourself. And as much as what has traumatized black people, brown people, and indigenous people, but white people are traumatized as well. And so the question was asked, well, how are we traumatized? Because you believe yourself to be superior to everybody else on the planet. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a sickness in itself. That's a sickness. That's a sickness. All right? And so you have to come to recognize that, you know, you are not that. Right? You're not superior to everybody else on the planet. Okay? And that's the part of your own decolonization or, or your own liberation right, or emancipation from an idea that in and of itself is insane. All right, and so uh, this country, this country is is traumatized, right, across the board, and we have to, and we have been so traumatized that we that we have traumatized the planet, traumatized the world. You know, mm -hmm. if you don't look at anything else, then look at what white supremacy has done to this planet, right? If you don't even want to consider what it's done to human beings, right? Just look what it's done to this planet: capitalist imperialism, white supremacy, it's destroying the planet, Literally. right? But they want to tell us, uh, don't use straws and recycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't U.S. Yeah. imperialism doing this. 
Yeah, and, and we're being silent about it for the most part. For the most part, you know, our people are silent. You know, as this country continues to ravage other countries, you know, uh, they, this country right now has uh, they have 30, 30 uh, uh, LICs, right? Low intensity conflicts, low intensity conflicts, thirty low intensity conflicts going on around the world, right? And they have sanctions against uh, seventy countries, right? I'm telling seventy countries how they have to adhere to what we say, or otherwise we will sanction you. Right. And that's what that is what an empire does. So one, world, States, one world order. Well, they try one to build that. Order. Absolutely. Right. And so what we have here is basically uh, this empire. And this empire is in, is in the process of, of uh, imploding. Right. It is imploding. Right. And if you study any empires throughout history, you'll find that most empires, uh, their demise is not from the external. More often than not, the demise is from the internal, right? Uh, the, from those individuals who are no longer prepared or willing uh, to be adherent to the ideas of authoritarianism or fascism, right? And that's what we have here in the United States today, uh, to the degree that uh, the 740 billionaires that controls the wealth of this country, 740 billionaires controls the wealth of 330 million people, right? The cumulative, the, they have the cumulative wealth of all uh, 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 the wealth of, of Western Europe at $6.2999 trillion. Trillion dollars, $6.299 trillion in the hands of, uh, of uh, uh, 740 billionaires in the United States. Right? And we are complicit, complicit in that regards. Why? Because we permit it to happen. We allow that hoarding of wealth to the detriment of the majority of the people, right? Mm -hmm. It is insane, it is crazy. But we, this is how we've been indoctrinated to believe that this is the best system in the world, right? This is indoctrination, you know? Uh, when people begin to look at history, uh, as for instance, uh, uh, this idea of uh, manifest destiny, right? We need people to study that. What is manifest destiny? What does that mean? How did that come into play? or the Monroe Doctrine. Monroe Doctrine is what set the stage for uh, US imperialism, right? Where did that doctrine come from? How did it evolve? You know, uh, and again, this is what Carter G. Wilson said, the miseducation of black people, the miseducation of the Negro, because we are not taught these information, not taught these things in school. And so uh, for us, it is important that we begin the processes, I make the point again, of decolonization, Right, uh, the free our minds, so our ass will follow. Right? And so, um, we are on Liberators, uh, third edition. Uh, people can get it from going to going to um, blackdragonmme.com. Blackdragonmme.com. Well, we'll post the link in our Patreon. So, if people want to click that link right there. We'll post on our Instagram and, and Twitter as well. So, it's, fu it's fully published independently, right? Yeah. What was that? Oh, what yeah. Was that, oh, what yeah. Was that process, you know, of uh, creating, you know, your, your own company, your own publishing house. And what was that process of independently producing? Right, listen, we talk about empowering, I'm talking about empowering the people. I'm going to empower the people if I'm not trying to take the necessary steps to, to ensure that um, uh, what I produce, it comes right back to me and comes back into our, our community, use for our community the best way we possibly can. 
right? Yes, we have to figure out ways how to establish our own uh, our resources and revenue streams uh, for our, our own survival, right? And so uh, having developed uh, um, a Black Dragon uh, um, multimedia management enterprise is for that purpose, right? Uh, to be able to get this talent that we have here, right? And put it in, in a way that we, it, it serves all of our, the greater majority serve our purpose uh, in terms of our movement. And so I cannot just be talking and talking, not doing the walk, right? Mm -hmm. So I got to do the walk. And so it, it is difficult, difficult process, but I was able to put this LLC together uh, for the purpose of uh, 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 establishing my own publishing, uh, our own publishing, control our own publishing, and then and build the base for which we can ensure that the information that we need to have out there gets out there, right? Uh, so I'm starting with this book, and hopefully we find other uh, individuals who are willing to uh, be uh, uh, published uh, by uh, Black Dragon Multimedia Management Enterprise, and uh, we'll be able to collect our resources and uh, use them in a way that we know needs to be done, needs to be used in our communities. Uh, yeah, so. Congratulations. Yeah, you know, the book congrats. looks great. You know, being able to hold the third edition in my hand and just open it up, man, it, it looked great. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. All praise due to Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, we got a few boxes. We're going to be handing that out to people. You know what I'm saying? And, and getting it in the hands of people. Because that's what we got to do. So, you know, order that book right now. Order it. Order a copy for yourself and for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Gift it to somebody. Read it together. Read it in community so we can build these cadres and free yeah. land. Make, make it a Juneteenth gift. Juneteenth mm -hmm. gift. That, that make, Juneteenth. It a, make it a Juneteenth gift. Yeah. And this yeah. this third edition, uh, it got it got a new it got some new writing in it. Uh, a new piece. Support of Palestine is not anti-Semitic. And in it, uh, you posed two questions early. One, uh, if one is anti-Zionist, does that make them anti-Semitic? And another one, if one is in support of Palestine sovereignty, does that make them anti-Jewish? And we, we've talked a little bit thus far about uh, uh, the warping of the minds of uh, the new African colonial subject and the warping of the mind of the colonizer. Um, and what role has Western propaganda played in establishing uh, these two narratives, one being uh, to support Palestine as anti-Semitic and to be anti-Zionist is anti-Semitic. Mm -hmm. Now let's take that and look at it a different way, right? here in the United States. And we're going to black people, new African people in this country. Right? If you're advocating for black consciousness, right? if you're advocating for black uh, independence and support, emancipation for white supremacy, what do they call you? A terrorist or a racist? Black extremists, uh -huh. right? They have protocols now for what they call black extremists. Black identity right? extremists. <laughs> black, identity, black identity extremists, because you identify yourself as a black person, right? In separation of in, in 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 beholding to who you are as a person in your own personhood, uh, you are now declared to be uh, uh, an extremist. What kind of sense does that make? So just by using that language, you start to see anyone that's advocating for a black liberation, black power, as an extremist. As an extremist, and we know that Western propaganda has done a, a number on uh, extremism and, and terrorism. That's that's all they that's all they about is, is, is extremism and terrorism, and so so when we look at for instance what's going on in Palestine, right? 
and, and therefore you're supporting the liberation of other people who are in similar condition as yourselves, right, in the apartheid state, right, then they have to figure out some kind of ways how to categorize you, how to define you, how to vilify you, right, and to make it make it so that you are unable or unwilling uh, to uh, support those who are being oppressed. And so for us, in this understanding of what I wrote in that, in that book, in that essay, right, is that I did the history, right? That was one of the things that they try to do for, for consistently is suppress history, right? Or or evolve history to sort of have a a, a, a Eurocentric uh, perspective, right? Uh, it nullifies any contribution from any other people, right? In terms of that history, and so that's what they're trying to do with the Palestinians. So they never had any 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 uh, uh, um, investment in that land, right? They have no history of ties to that land. That's a bold-faced lie. Bold-faced lie, right? And, and, and so, therefore, it, it lends to the idea that these are that they are the uh, uh, intruders, right, on that land, rather than the reverse. Okay, where where Al Malik Sabat said they turn they make the criminal into the victim and the victim into the criminal. Okay, and, and that's a problem. That's a part that we have to address. Regards to what's going on in Palestine, Black Palestinian solidarity has to be established, has to be bought, has to be uh, broadened by the understanding that we are both fighting against the same enemy, right? That we are struggling against the same enemy, and that enemy, for the most part, under the rubric of the umbrella of white supremacy, right? People who look at us, people of color, as being less than. Less than, right? And that's how they view the Palestinians. That's how those in authority, or the Israelis in authority, the Zionists, let me make this point just to be clear. I'm not talking about Jewish people, right? Overall, talking about the Zionists. It's important to make that distinction, right? I'm talking about, because there are some Jews who are anti-Zionist, right? Who are anti-Zionist. So the Zionists and their ideology, like the like these uh, uh, Europeans here in America and their ideology, right, are the same. White nationalism. White nationalism, for the most part. Yes, and, and so yes, we are opposed. We oppose Zionism, right, because of the harm that it does to people of color, particularly Palestinians, right. As we oppose white supremacy, there's a harm it does to people of color here in the United States and around the world. Right. And so that is important. The other thing that's important is that how did the, the Jews appropriate the idea that they're the only ones who are Semitic? They're the only Semitic people on the planet, which is ridiculous, right? Because history tells us, if you study history, history tells us that both the Jews the Israelis, not no, excuse me, let me make that point. Let me let me define, <laughs> let me let me correct hey, that's, that's how strong they propaganda is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Hebrews, the Hebrews and the Palestinians come from the same lineage. Right? They won't tell you that. They won't they won't share you with that. The prophet Abraham, prophet Abraham and his union with Sarah is the lineage of the Hebrews. The prophet Abraham and his lineage was Hagar, right, is the lineage to the Palestinians or to the Arabs, right? 
So for the most part, you might you might even say, hey, this is a family feud. Right? But that's like that's that would be taken to the extreme to say something. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, both the Palestinians and probably uh, uh, and, and the, uh, the Hebrews or the Jews were uh, taking a taking a front to that. That is just a family feud, right? But that's the history, and so they all come from an Indo Indo uh, Asian uh, 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 Semitic background in that history in that area in that territory over there, uh, Israel, uh, Syria, uh, 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 Algiers, uh, Egypt, uh, 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 parts of uh, of uh, um, uh, Kuwait, um, uh, Iran, Iraq, right? Uh, so Af- Afro Asiatic, Afro Asiatic, Afro Asiatic, and and in some certain of those those people over there, they're all Semitic, they're Semitic people, right? And so for the Jews to appropriate, right, and establish themselves as being the only Semitic people, is false. It's a lie. I mean, and it makes right? it makes sense why the U.S. would back something like that as they have been one of the main proprietors on the war uh, on Islam. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, again, when we talk about that, and as I mentioned in my book, right, there's basically three major ideologies, right, that wants control of, of, of the planet, control of the world, right? That's capitalist imperialism, socialist and communism, and Islam, right, the Islamic worldview. And each of them have the, the worldview, and they're all three of them are in competition with one another. Of course, you also have the Buddhists and, and other uh, religious uh, ideologies uh, that have some degree of understanding that they uh, should be influential on the planet, right? But the three main ones, the three main ones is capitalist imperialism, socialist communism, and Islam, right? And you'll find throughout the world, if you're not in the Islamic State, that Islam and Muslims are vilified. Right, uh, we find that in what's going on in India, and what's going on uh, against the the um um uh geez, the Muslims in India, right? I think it's a and, Ka- Kashmir province or something. Oh, all of that, all, all of that, all of all that part of India, uh, of India, right? Where they are opposing, uh, it's it's the the Hindus against the against the Muslims, for the most part, and and the same thing is similarly in China. Right against the Uyghur, they're Muslims, right? And and so we find that that if you're not uh, if you're not in agreement with capitalist imperialism, if you're not in agreement with socialism and communism, right? And then uh, you're going to be uh, uh, suppressed, right? Uh, the system of governing will suppress the idea. And that's why Muslims are, uh, for the most part, are under these kind of uh, uh, pressures, right? And, uh, uh, and and but you know that's that's the way of the world right now, okay? And it's a struggle that we have to contend with in regards to uh, ending this, this aberrant, this aberrant psychological insanity of white supremacy, you know, in all of his manifestations, in all of his forms and all of his manifestations. Yeah, right? because it, it's safe to say that Zionism is birthed from the first capitalist imperialism. You know, in the same way they use uh, Western Christianity, it's that's part of the, the first capitalist imperialism, you know, because there ain't no such thing as Zionism without Western imperialist and European firepower from its <laughs> the creation of Israel by uh, the British, <laughs> the colonization of, of Palestine from the British to the United Nations taking a, a major role in, in the, the partition plan of Palestine. All of it is backed by 
Western firepower. That's why you see, you know, blonde haired, <laughs> blue eyes, people saying, oh, this land is mine. <laughs> when, when they go on Twitter and show their uh, DNA test and it says they're Polish, but they say <laughs> this is my land. And then yeah. they wonder why, <laughs> you know, they wonder why they get sunburned and then they're running around yeah. pink. Man, you ain't from there. <laughs> right. Right. You ain't from well, there. This ain't your land. Those yeah, who control it, those who those who control the, the the resources and control the governing of of uh, Israel, uh, of of uh, of the, the appropriating of Israel uh, from what was Palestine, are those who are uh, for the most part um, uh, uh, excised from out of Europe uh, during World War Two, you know, uh, who migrated back to the back to that land. Because remember, now as I've written in, the, in that essay. Right, the originally the thought of establishing a an Israeli state was Uganda. Right, they thought to go to Uganda and establish an Israeli state, but the Zionist says no. Israel is the land for where we're supposed to uh, establish ourselves, establish our, our homeland, and that's why they decided to go to Israel. Uh, but also, we gotta understand where that name come from. Where Israel? Where that name come from? What's the history of that? What's the, what's the etymology of that name, uh, Israel? Right. And we have to go back into the studies of uh, our history uh, that has been recorded uh, in this. Banu instance. Israel. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it comes from the prophet Jacob, right? Prophet Jacob, who uh, changed his name to Israel. And prophet... Um, Yaqub. Yes, right. And, and Yaqub. And prophet uh, 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 Yusef or Joseph who was a wazir or a, a, a administrator for the Pharaoh at that time, appropriated land to his family, to his father, right? And that land became known as the land of Israel. Israel, he changed his name from Jacob to Israel, land of Israel. And their progeny expanded and grew in that territory. All right? And so this is how they now uh, make claims to that land. Although the land at that time was uh, controlled, I think uh, maybe by people of uh, the Phoenicians or the Philistines, right? Uh, prior to the the, uh, the, the, the development of uh, the Arab and uh, uh, the Israeli or Jewish or Hebrew uh, peoples. Whoever it was, they wasn't white. <laughs> That's what we know. I mean, they come. They coming from Egypt. <laughs> whoever we, whoever it was, they wasn't white. And even but, even the, even if you look at their own, uh, you know, scriptures. When they yeah, talk uh, about, absolutely, absolutely. Talk about Musa. The land, the land in that territory at that time was controlled by Egypt, by the pharaohs of Egypt. No doubt about it. And, and most part were black. All right. And so, uh, again, you know, if we don't understand history, we not understand how we got to the point where we are today. How do we get here? How do we get to the state of, of existence, right? And we have to study history, right? Yeah. And not only studying history, but we have to study history in terms of this lineage, this, this line of uh, and continuity. For us here in America, the continuity of resistance against white supremacy, something they will not teach us. They want, they refuse to teach that in school, right? Because it's opposing everything uh, that they try to maintain their social order on. And so uh, that is part of our struggle, right? And again, I go back to the point of decolonization, you know, and we need to study, we need to study. So again, I, I, I want to thank you all for giving me the opportunity to just share uh, some more information or just share some of my thinking. 
And also uh, let people know that this book is now in the third edition that is open for people to get. Uh, anyone who has any contributions or, or, or uh, debate with this book, bring it. I'm more than happy to debate you, right? To discuss this matter. Right. I, I feel honored to do so, right? Uh, to support my words uh, in, in terms of historical and, and contemporary uh, uh, capacity for which it, it is of relevance uh, to us uh, today. Definitely, definitely. I think uh, just one more question around like Palestine too is, you know, we are all liberators is obviously a, a text for new African independence, you know what I'm saying? And, and building Frolanon and three-phase theory um, so that we can build the Republic of New Africa. Um, but can you talk about just like the importance of uh, and the dialectical connection between like new African independence as well as uh, Palestinian independence and why it's important for the new African independence movement to be in solidarity with Palestine? Yeah, I think it's important simply because we are essentially are evolving from the uh, evolving a struggle uh, based upon a common enemy. Right? If, there, if, there, if there is any common denominator in terms of our struggle, it is that, right? That we have a, a common enemy, uh, which is consistent what we talk about white supremacy and capitalist imperialism. You know, uh, the, the idea that they will appropriate land and take this land from people, right? And, and deny them access uh, to the resources of that land. Uh, it all speaks to our own uh, story here in, 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 in America, where we were brought to this land, right? Uh, made to slave in this land, uh, uh, make the wealth for these people. And then after done so, uh, deny us any resources, deny us any access to that wealth, right? Uh, very similar to the people of, of of, uh, of, of Palestine, who controlled much of that land uh, prior to uh, 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 World War II, right? Uh, they had olive groves and, and orchards and, and farming and, and, and et cetera, right? All that's been taken away, right? Taken away from these people. Now they've been ghettoized, right, in certain parts of, of, of the land, right, in the Gaza Strip and the West Bank, right? Uh, it, it is it is ridiculous, uh, very similarly to how they ghettoize uh, our black people in America, you know, uh, keep us in these certain uh, areas uh, where they basically have population control. They control, you know, those resources, uh, control us and, and the resources uh, in, in territories and what, um, the areas in which they have codified it. And how they do that, redlining and other forms of discrimination, uh, not being as long housing and et cetera, you know. Uh, uh, and, and so, uh, again, I, I, I reach back to uh, 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 Martin Luther King uh, prior to his death, right? Uh, where he made the comment, he made the statement that perhaps his movement was leading his people into a burning house, right? He began to understand that the system of assimilation and integration is not working. It does not work. Why? Because they don't want us, right? The only way they want us is for, uh, means for taking exploit us. Outside of that, they don't want to. Right? We have to come to that realization, you know, uh, that uh, our fight uh, to be uh, uh, with white people, right, uh, is a is a fight against our own best interests, for the most part, right? Because the majority of, majority of them, uh, let me let me modify that. Many of them who influences 
uh, policies uh, and and the government, they don't want us, right? And we need to be we need to be clear with that, clear in our understanding of that, right? And they want any association with us as black people, right? We have fought our way into the system, fought our way into a system that is a burning house, as uh, Dr. Martin Luther King had had made it. And now uh, they want us to burn along with them. Right? And I'm saying for us, let's get out this house. Let's get out of this house, let it burn. And there's another, there's another uh, uh, metaphor or uh, analogy that was by El Hajj Miksha Bass, Malcolm X, right? And he said that uh, uh, when the master house was burning, how the house nigga was right there, house nigga was right there trying to, trying to make sure that the house don't burn to the ground. While the field Negro was praying for a big win. Stronger win. <laughs> Stronger win. Right? And so we need to have more uh, field Negroes out here, uh, field folks out here doing this work. Right? Uh, doing this work. Because our own, uh, many of our people have been so uh, colonized in our thinking that we feel that we cannot live unless we live alongside and amongst white people. Right? Right? That's that's a problem, yep. right? So, uh, we're all liberators. Know that, right? Because we don't liberate ourselves, nobody else will. Come on, there it is. Yeah. So that's my that's my explanation in regards to the issues of terror with Palestine, right? And the Palestinian people, well, there we are both confronting the same uh, uh, source of uh, uh, oppression. Right, and for us, for them to liberate themselves, uh, we have to liberate ourselves. Right. Another thing, I, I, let me make this point explicitly clear. And this is this is a big one. This is a big one. I had it was on international uh, webinar, right? Dealing with political prisoners and international political prisoners webinar. And one thing I made explicitly clear to people in the international community, right, particularly those people of color. They will not be free. They will not be free until black people are free. Just understand that, right? It's important to understand that. The world will not be free of capitalist imperialism, of white supremacy, until black people are free. Bottom line. Bottom line. Straight up. I mean, right. if we, even if we look at like uh, Palestine, the British Empire colonized Palestine. Where did the British Empire get its money? The slave trade, slavery, <laughs> exploitation. How did it build its military power? Through the exploitation of Africa, through the colonization of resources to build the bombs. And then you get the British Empire produced, being able to, for the sun to never never set in the British Empire. That's all because of the exploitation of Africa and Africans. Well, well, now, now the United States is- Now the is, US. <laughs> is, is, is that empire, is that empire. Okay, and so therefore, when black people are free, the world will be free, right? Because we have put, we have successfully put white supremacy in the dustbin, dustbin of history, ushered it into the dustbin of history, right? And so we must tell the world that the world has to understand that, right? Uh, like I also told them, I said, while they are fighting against this octopus, the tentacles of this octopus around the world sucking up the resources. And the human human resource and 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 uh, material resources from off the planet, stepping it up, right? 
and they cut off these tentacles around the world, right? If we don't deal with the head of that octopus, some tentacles gonna grow back, mm -hmm. right? We've seen that. We've seen that happen in Chile. We've seen that happen in other parts of, of, of the world uh, where people have liberated themselves and then find themselves colonized, recolonized again. We've seen it at our home in the, on the continent. Yeah, that's right, on the African, the African continent, mm -hmm. right? neo-colonization after they've won against the colonizers, mm -hmm. all right? And so for us, us, right, the world is looking at us, right? The world is looking at us, black people, brown people, indigenous people here in this country. And they're wondering when, when we say enough is enough, right? Because our freedom, their freedom is resting upon our freedom, all right? We are in the belly of the beast. Right? And so uh, it's important that the world understand, the world come to our aid, essentially, right? Come to our aid. And as much as over the years, over the decades, we've come to the aid of others around the world, it's time for them to come to our aid, right? Uh, because we are in the belly of the beast. And we're gonna, we're gonna have to reap, reap the, the greatest source, the greatest, um, 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 uh, backlash right, against our freedom, right? Uh, the viciousness of this system, right? We're prepared for that. I don't think many of us are, right? As I said, as I said earlier in this, in this, in this talk, that um, there's history, histories of marauding, marauding white folks, right? committing genocides against black people, right? We saw what they did with the Native Americans, with the indigenous people in this country, annihilation, genocidal, right? And we see what's going on with black people in this country, right, for the most part, right? As genocide says, in whole or in part, right? And we're suffering from genocides. So let me just make this one last point. Uh, uh, in October last year, October 25th last year, the international jurors found the United States guilty, guilty of the charge of genocides. Right? And uh, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we will have the final verdict, right? The, the, the authentic, genuine verdict of the international jurors. And we'll be distributed across the country. And we're going to start developing debates uh, or, or, or offering information as to what is the contest, what is the, 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 ramifications of the United States have been found guilty of genocide against black, brown, and indigenous people in this country. We have to change the narrative, right? We're no longer fighting for civil rights, right? Civil rights is the minimum we're fighting for is human rights, right? Our own humanity, right? And to end the system, this genocidal system uh, uh, that has been plaguing the planet and more often than, and, and, and for certain, for certain has been our plague from our black, brown, indigenous people in this country, right? Uh, we have been suffering genocides for the last 400 years, right? It's time to take it to the end. Enough is enough. We're done with it. Done with it, right? Done with it. Okay, so uh, over the next couple of weeks, we'll be sending out this, uh, this document, right? And we'll be using that as the platform to end the system of genocide against black, brown, and indigenous people. We're gonna build up what we call the People's Senate. 
right? A new form of ways for which we govern ourselves. Okay, because this way of governing, it ain't it. Killing our babies, man. Right? They establish a new system. Not establish a new system. They are they are affirming, strengthening, stabilizing the new system of slavery in this country. Right? Right. They try to probably just 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 <clears throat> there's so much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much. But this just just what's going on across the country right now in terms of schools. Look at that. I always talk about education, man. Out here in Oakland, closing okay. eleven schools. Closing schools, closing schools, closing schools, and schools, not paying teachers, increasing yeah. the increasing the pig budget. Fired. Yes, yes, yes. Why are they closing schools? So the tech companies can come in and buy them up and steal the land and steal the property that is should be public resources. Right, right. <laughs> and charter right. schools, and <laughs> right. But more, 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 more so than that, right. They're creating the conditions to usher people in from the school to prison pipeline. Mm-hmm. This is why you close. This is why you close the schools and increase the police budget. Increase police budget because they're preparing. They're preparing to set the conditions that to continue this 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 surge, the surge from prison from schools to the prison pipeline. Right? Why? Right. I, I, another example. Another example. Um, here in New York. Uh, the governor uh, recently uh, proposed that corporations invest in prisons. Wait a minute. What kind of system does that make? We enter right? a new uh, tough and crime era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but why would corporations want to invest in prisons? Why? why? Corporations are supposed to be operating for the purpose of uh, gaining profits for their shareholders. Is that correct? Yeah, that's so why, that's the why they're investing in them prisons. Okay, now we're gonna understand <laughs> what what Tupac say. Jail is big business. Jail is big business. That's right. It's it's multi billion dollar business, prison industrial complex, right? But what is a prison industrial complex? Look at the thirteenth amendment of the United States Constitution. What does it says? Slavery and voluntary servitude shall not exist in the United States or in its jurisdictions, except for those who've been duly convicted of a crime. That exception clause informs us that slavery was never abolished in America. Understand that it was reformed, it was reformed into a penal system, mm-hmm. right? And so they told us, uh, government told white people in general, right? You can no longer hold people as slaves, right? So we have a system of of, of, of penal slavery, right? And and they're going to begin the process of increasing the numbers of people going to prison system, right? Uh, and or creating conditions from which um, uh, our young people are going to be ushered into the, into the system by closing these schools across the country, privatizing privatizing schools and uh, monetizing schools. Every capitalism does monetize most everything, and monetizing schools and uh, um, ending public public uh, education. Right, part of the process of um, denying uh, uh, us the resources for uh, civilization. Right, to build our own, and so uh, it is disturbing, right? Uh, to know that they're they have that diabolical, right? Maybe not disturbing for those who know, but for those who don't know, it is disturbing for them to understand how diabolical uh, these white supremacists are, you know, uh, where they have um, the government has says that individually you can no longer hold people as slaves, but. The state can, 
right? As the case of Ruffin versus Commonwealth establishes uh, Supreme Court ruling that prisoners are slaves of the state. That's the law. Okay? Mm -hmm. And um, so they use all these verbiage of criminality and court of law and due process, and et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately, that process, what they talk about due process, is a process of blending people back into the system of slavery. Okay. And so uh, we got to look at the bigger picture of what's happening here. And uh, for the most part, again, we have been so colonized in our thinking uh, that this system of oppression has been normal, normalized, right? And so we find ourselves, rather than being up in arms and struggling and fighting tooth and nail uh, for our freedom, we find ourselves uh, going through this neoliberal processes of being ushered back into a system of slavery, right? Uh, willingly, right? And I say willingly, I mean out of our own ignorance, right? And it's a process. So that is scary for me, right? And knowing that, and, and knowing that we have some real, real serious things that we have to attend to in regards to our struggle. Uh, uh, and again, I'm going back to my comrade, right? Who was on the road, right? Riding on the road, the trailer attached to his car. Saying, bro, I'm going to the land. I'm going to help build the base. Right? He's woke. He's woke. It's that real woke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's that real woke. Yeah. And you know where he's going? He's going to Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi. Okay? And then the heart of it. And the heart of it. And another one, another one body going down there to help build that land. Right? And get prepared. Get people prepared for that base. So, anyway. Rolling on decolonization, New That's Africa. Right. Front for the liberation of African nation. Decolonization programs. Front for the liberation of African nation. Right? We got to build this front. Mm -hmm. Right? Falling on forward. Falling on forward. That's the slogan. Falling on forward. Right? Build the decolonization committees, decolonization programs across the country, link them up in a network. That we're aware of your sharing resources and the capacity for which we can free ourselves, right? Class struggle for national unity. That's the first phase. Class struggle for national unity. We have to engage our people for colonizing their mentality, right? We have to wake them up, get them to understand that this system is not for us. And we're not built for us. We built it, but we're not built for us, all right? And so we have to begin the process of building it for our own. Okay, class struggle for national unity. National unity for self-government, self-government for national independence. Three-phase theory. Let's push it. Follow them forward. Hello Black, patreon.com, go to SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, tap in. Make sure you get that book right now. Do that before you subscribe. Go get the book right now.